This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22, double two, of What Did You Watch This Week podcast. My name is Mike. With me, as always, is John. Hi. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, movies and TVs and stuff that we watched uh, in, in the, the, this past week. Hi. So, uh, so, John. Yes, sir. What did you watch this week? Uh, movies and TVs and stuff. Nice, excellent. Well, that's it for this week. And uh, please be sure to follow us on Twitter. And <laughs> Hold on. So yeah, I watched a few shows. Kind of pushed through, actually. I kind of like, like really sat down and caught up on some shows because there were a few of them that I was like two or three episodes behind. Yep. So I really wanted to catch up. Uh, I picked up a new show based on a couple of suggestions. I based, I picked up another new show based on a single suggestion. And, uh, yeah, so I had a busy week. Um, well, I myself watched lots of Olympics, apparently. Oh. Excellent. And, um, I mean, I watched some other stuff, but primarily it seems like I did, I did get some, uh, some plenty of Olympic viewing in. I see. I didn't know you were much of an Olympic guy. Well, um, I don't know. I'm like uh, most of the other country. All of a sudden, I became very interested in swimming when it's when it's at the Olympics. I've seen the Michael Phelps meme about a million times. That's about it. Oh, uh, the Michael Phelps meme is pretty phenomenal, really, right? I like um, it when they paired up with the Michaela Maroney one from before. Um, what was the one I saw that I thought was really funny? I think my wife showed me was the one of uh, Michael Phelps in the uh, Angry Cat. Yeah. Yeah. So... Grumpy cat, sorry, grumpy cat. <laughs> but no, anyhow, you're meme. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, I'm not a meme guy. Anyhow, so uh, yeah, what did you watch? Well, uh, I watched. There were a couple of shows that actually it was their uh, season finale. I am caught up on Preacher. Oh, so excellent! You, know. you want to jump right into that one? You know, go ahead and start with what you're going to start with, and then we can go back to that, I guess. Well, I was going to say, uh, just a quick update. I finished watching this season of Angie Tribeca. I know you're not a fan. Uh, I nope. will say that by the end of the season, it had started grading on me a bit. Um, the first season, each individual episode kind of felt like its own yeah, thing. Man. It kind of, like, was open and sporadic, and, you know, each episode could do its own thing. But this... This season, they, like, gave everything... They, they had two stories running in the background. You know, they had the story of Giles dating the doctor and raising Angie's love child from when she was in a coma. And they had the story of the mysterious James Franco playing Sergeant Pepper, who was supposedly dead from, like, 20 years ago, but now was running this organization 
And it really kind of... Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Romance? Exactly. <coughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, it just, it kind of, it took away from the jovialness of the show that I enjoyed. Because instead of it just being random jokes and random villains, it turned out to be more of what's going to happen to further the bigger plot this episode. And by the end, like, they pulled this massive gag of, you know, everyone standing in the hall, and then one person peels off their face to reveal that it was actually someone else. And pretty soon, like, everybody had peeled off, like, three or four different faces. And it just, it kind of left me going, eh... So, while I really liked the first season, even though I know you didn't, I didn't like the second season nearly as much. I felt they went in the wrong direction for that kind of show. Alright, well, I guess it just took you uh, longer than it took uh, than it took me to realize it was crappy. <laughs> I still think the first season was good. Yeah. but Alright, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, We're all so about fairness here on this show. We are about fairness in here. So, Dark Matter... Yeah, I watched the most re- the most recent episode I watched was episode six. Uh, was and that I think the uh... last night's was episode? Six. It's, on, it's on Friday nights, isn't it? Yes. So I think last night's was episode seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so the most recent one that I saw was the one that had uh, them going to get Nix's brother. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and turns out that they can like see the future. Yeah, they with through drugs and they have some sort of precognitive type function that allows them to see the future and everything. It was a good story, actually. Yeah, it kind it of was a flesh- character building story. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. lets you know that you they can trust Nix. Yep, she's not. You know what I mean? Like it closes that door on her as far as the trust, unless of course they want to open it later. But you know what right. I mean? And they gave it that neat little twist of that's how she's able to fight so well is because she can yes. see a little ways into the future. Yes. And um, and then her brother killed himself. Yeah. That In was... a moment of they didn't see that coming, I thought, you know what I thought it was going to be? Nope. I thought it was going to be a bomb. Oh. Like was take everybody out? And take everybody out, yeah. I thought that's what was going to happen. That's what I was waiting for. But instead it was that he killed himself, which I was kind of surprised about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah. So, okay. Cross off that. <laughs> and uh, you're still not watching Killjoys? No, I'm not. Nope. It's uh, it's good. This one, unlike with my complaints about Angie Tribeca, this one actually has a story running under the second season that I'm enjoying. Um, I caught up on that one, three different episodes, and uh, they all keep perpetuating that story, which is really enjoyable. I'm still really enjoying this show. I think the characters are great. I really think you'd enjoy it if you watched it. They've got a feel like some of the Dark Matter crew, uh, but you know, nicer, better about things. Cool, cool, cool. And and it's just, it's enjoyable. I really think that if you picked it up, you'd uh, enjoy it knowing that you like Dark Matter so much. What was one of the new shows you picked up this week? Uh, Psych. You mean the show that was on USA Network? Yes, the show that was on the USA Network way back. You just now started watching yeah, it? Yeah, I had never watched it while it was on. It was one of those that I had too many shows to watch. And a couple people at the time had told me, oh, you'd love this show. He's so much like you, you know. And I just never really got into it. And then the years went by, and I was like, ah, I can't catch up now. But uh, it was suggested to me recently, sat down, watched the first two episodes, which was the pilot, and then the first episode and it yep. 
it, it's looks like the pilot might not have been on TV because it was longer. It was like an hour and 18 minutes on Netflix and it definitely had pilot quality to it. You know, that graininess and, um, <clears throat> one of the characters, it was like the guy who plays. Let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. The first episode, did they reintroduce his abilities and everything? Yes. Kind okay. of. Like they because. didn't, they didn't go into depth like they did in the pilot, like showing him as a child testing it out with his dad. Okay, I, then they did air the pilot because I okay. saw that I mean, Corbin Bur- Corbin Burnson together. Yes, one of the things that I picked up about the show that I that I, I what I liked about the show on his initial run was I like his power of deduction. Yes, I hate that he covers it up by being a psychic and all the dramatic. Hoopla! He goes about with it. I, that whole part of the aspect of the show turned me right off to it. Gotcha. I'm liking it so far because it adds a funny aspect to it. Um, I kind of get where they're coming from. Like, it, it's like me, for instance. You know, I would love to go be a private investigator. I can't get my private investigator's license in Maine until I've worked in law enforcement for at least two years. That's ridiculous, to me at least, you know? It, it's shutting me out of something that I can't do. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, wow. kind of like with this guy, you know, he's not a cop. He's never had any law enforcement training. If he just went in there like he tried to and said, you know, hey, this is why this happened. This is who broke the law. This is, you know, they're going to look at him and say, get out. So, or they might suspect him as being, you know, the, the suspect in it. Which they did in the pilot. You know, they brought him right. in as which- the primary suspect. Which I understand, but I would rather see them have him take the time to explain, no, I'm just that good, because right. my dad was a cop and everything, then, you know. But, but see, USA already had Monk, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's No, that's very true. Very true. But yeah, I liked it. Um, I thought it was terrible that in the pilot we had Anne Dudek, who I really like as an actress, uh, playing the romantic interest of the detective. And then in the first episode, she's gone, and it's like a throwaway line uttered under somebody's breath. They're like, yeah, he transferred his girlfriend. And that's all the explanation that we get for the fact that they replaced her with this new actress. Yep. I didn't like that, but I also had a holy God moment when I realized that the main detective uh, played the king on Gallivant. I didn't recognize him without the giant beard and the bushy hair and oh, yeah, singing yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite the transformation. He also played um, Kane on Supernatural. Yes, with the beard again and the longer hair. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, good actor. Uh, hold on one second. Are, are you trying to dial up AOL in the 1990s? Because that's certainly what it just sounded like. Maybe I should do some intermission music here, like do 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 ba da ba da ba do do do. Mike is slacking off. Don't know what he's doing over there, but I'm sure it's life or death. It certainly sounded creepy. All right, I love you. Talk to you later. Bye. That would be my, my 10-year-old son calling me because his sister and mother are taking way too long inside Addison's friend's house to pick her up, and he was bored, so he just wanted someone to talk to. I see. But, like, he doesn't call me often because he's 10 and all, and I just saw him, you know, 40 minutes ago. So when he calls me, I feel like, oh, i got to see what this is about. Could be an emergency. 
Right, and it, it wasn't, never is. Not that I want to be. Right. But, anyhow. Yeah, so yeah, psych. I'm so, psyched so, to watch the rest of it. Good, good. I'm glad you're digging it. Yeah, what about you? Uh, I, the only thing new, I, I, I don't have a new show that I've watched this week. Um, I'm, I'm debating picking up The Expanse. I've heard it's really good. Okay. I know, like, season one's out on DVD. It's not on Netflix or anything yet, so I'm debating. That was the sci-fi show, right? Yeah, it was on Sci-Fi Network, yeah. Yeah, I don't I, know. I watched the first season, and they kept touting it as Game of Thrones in space. Oh, yeah. I will tell you this. It is not a show that you can watch in the background. It is not a show that you can be doing something else. You really need to constantly be paying attention because a lot happens. You lose track of factions. You lose track of names. Like, yep. it's very in-depth. Well, sometimes I like stuff like that because I really like it. Sometimes if I'm watching something and it's not getting my focus and I kind of get bored and I drift and then I start, you know, picking up my phone or looking on the Internet and this or that, and it's like – I really I want to watch a show that when I sit there captures me and captivates me the entire time and that's what I'm focusing on. You know what well, I mean? See, and that's the problem is you need to pay attention, but for me, I didn't want to pay attention. Like oh. I didn't find it capturing me. I found myself like, "Come on, let's get on to something else. Let's stop being boring." And so I would drift and play with my phone or whatever and See, that's that's kind of what's happening with Marco Polo. I guess I did forget. I did watch a little bit of that this week. I uh, season two's on Netflix and it has been since July and I loved season one. Absolutely loved it. And then I'm starting to watch season two and I'm finding that there's times when there's subtitles, you have to read them, which I've, as you know, I've never had a problem watching anything subtitled. Or in fact, if I'm watching a Chinese movie, I'd rather watch it in Mandarin with subtitles in the poorly done English dubbed. Um, <laughs> they're always awesome. <laughs> Sometimes it's great, but other times I'd rather just have what they're saying. Um, like a classic 70s kung fu chop suey flick. That's awesome with the English dub, but like these newer, like really intense, I want to know what they're saying. So anyways, I find myself like it's it's a show where you kind of really, in my opinion, you have to really pay attention to to watch it. But I haven't wanted to, so I've start and I, I've I've start and stopped it a couple of times now this season two so far because I've just had so much going on that I haven't been able to dedicate. And then when I do have time to dedicate to watching it, I'm just more like, Ugh, I don't feel like this. It's just I'm not in the mood for it, I guess. But um, yeah, so preacher though, preacher, preacher. Yeah, I uh, I watched the last three episodes. <laughs> And uh, I'm just going to say, uh, wow, they blew up an entire town and killed everyone. Told you it went out with a bang. Jeez, I'm crow. <laughs> I guess it did. Like, I, I cannot think of an, a, another show ever where they just, like, annihilated the entire cast except for a couple of the characters. Right? Yeah. I thought and it was that's... an interesting journey to that point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was quite surprised though when um, Emily uh, sacrificed Miles to Cassidy on that one. Yeah, like that was not a very uh, churchgoer of her. <laughs> she had always had like that weird like you're helping me out. 
I hesitate to use the word cuckold, but you know, he was always like, Oh, come on. We could be more. I'll help you drive the kids around. I'll help you babysit. I'll do this. I'll do this. And she's like, look, we're just friends. We ain't going to have anything more than that. So she always was kind of detached, but I didn't really expect her to be that detached. No, I did not expect her to, you know, feed him to cat. I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> and I there's not like, see that coming. there's a bunch of people that she could have done that to. Yeah, but yep. she was just like, "Hey, he's available," and and I don't want to be involved in a relationship with him. Right? Yeah. What did so you, I was surprised about that. What did you think about the culmination of the Ratwater story? Made a lot of sense. Uh huh. When they Made started, a like, lot of sense. they did that little montage of showing the same scenes over and over again. Yes, and they started looping it, and then it, they, then they basically they said that that was hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was, and then we see him at the end. He's on Earth. He's gonna go kill himself a preacher in season two. Apparently, it's interesting. Like, the angels don't die; they they no. can't die. However, well, only one of them I, came back. Say again. Only one of them came back from hell. Because he shot yeah, the other one. Exactly. And then he shot that other angel at the end, and I think she's not coming back either. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of character development where by the end of the season we're seeing just how vicious some of these characters are, these and uh, these these people are in this town, like the sheriff strangling the uh, quadruple amputee girl to death. Yeah. It, it, and then that mother smothering her daughter. Mm-hmm. And just that whole montage of people being horrible, horrible people. It, I thought that that was very interesting because that whole last episode where it was like you had the countdown clock to, you know, the, that God is coming. And they were going to yeah. dial him up on the heaven phone. Yeah, that <laughs> sounded like an AOL connection. That whole scene was kind of weird too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot weird about that. And I loved it because that was the thing. Everyone was all excited and they were like, oh, God, God's here. He's talking to us. Oh, and they all felt like better people and that they were going to be saved. And then it kind of got flipped. And yeah, because Jesse's all like, you're not God. Yeah. All right. No, I'm not. Yeah, because he, he made, made him. say it, guys. He made me say it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out that it was just a publicity stunt, essentially. Yeah. And they said God's missing and they don't know where he is. And so everyone said, well, let's just be awful people then. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were, weren't they? But, and then what was up with, okay, did the girl at the end who was trying to, like, vent the methane and had the ball gag and everything? Yeah. Did we know her from other parts in the show? I, didn't, I don't think so. Okay. All right. So imagine you're casting a part and you're like, oh, well, we want you to wear, like, you know, this assless uh, lingerie <laughs> Bondage outfit with a ball gag as you push buttons on this control panel. You know, like, and someone was like, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well. uh, the mascots, the mascots stayed in their costume yes, even as they hung themselves. Yes. I, well, I thought the one was hilarious because he was dressed as an Indian and he hung himself in that same tree. Yep. But then when they showed the other mascot, it also hung himself. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked the the slight nod of the little girls killing the bus driver, you know, because well, you well, kind no, of forget. Did. Yeah, I, I think they they cut something of his off. Yeah, yeah, based on blood pooling. Yeah, but yeah. if you go back episodes and you remember that he was the pedophile, oh, yes. and <laughs> he was the he's the pedophile that that pedophiled the girls. Yes, and I have to say, and I'm going to put this on the podcast, and I'm probably going to get crap about this, but. 
I agreed with Cassidy at the very end when they were sitting in the diner and they were talking. I agreed with Cassidy. The Big Lebowski is overrated. Yep, I agree. I think that that movie is touted as a classic and people quote it all the time and they say that it's one of the greatest things. I think people just like the dude. I, I think, I think that, they like, yeah, they like the character of the dude, but the movie itself I didn't find to be very good at all. No, I found it was overrated and annoying more than anything. Yep. So go Cassidy. I'm with you. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really twisted, messed up run for the whole first season and, Yeah, it was definitely kind of crazy, but I really enjoyed it myself, yeah. It was nice. I know that they waited until the very end, but it was nice to finally see what all this was about Carlos and why they hated him so much. Although it seemed, once it was laid out on the table, it was kind of generic. Yeah, he turned on us, so. And as a result, she lost the baby that was inside of her. Oh, Jesus Christ, I know, right? not that that's not a tragic thing, but it's so overused these days. It's kind of yes. like yes. when you watch it's... a show or a movie and some, and you know, a woman's like, Oh, I've got big news. And you're like, Oh, she's going to say she's pregnant. Oh, she said she's pregnant. Big surprise. Yeah. Hollywood can't write anything for women to be shocked about. Like, you know, it couldn't be, I have cancer or, you know, I've enlisted and they've accepted me in a seal training. It's always, I'm pregnant. And that's the big shocker that women come up with. And I'm tired of it. Yeah, I agree with you. Or anytime someone is pregnant, the, the, there's always something's going to happen. There's always going to be a scare that they're going to lose the baby or right. she's going to take a bad fall and, and then, you know, oh, but the babies end up being fine. And right. And again, on and on and on. that's not minimizing the tragedy that can happen. That's saying that I'm tired of Hollywood overusing that trope. You know, it's a constant, it's like they fall back on it. Like, oh, we could make some drama. How are we going to make some drama? Oh, I got it. How about a pregnancy? And then there's a scare about the baby. Yawn. Yep. 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 So, yeah. Preacher, awesome. I agree. Preacher was awesome. I really enjoyed it. On a similar note. I really enjoyed it. Outcast. Outcast really took its time uh, finding its footing. I got to tell you. Like, remember how I liked the first episode and then every other episode kind of felt like filler? Yep. It was good, but not quite. Well, the last three episodes went absolutely bug nuts. It, it's really good. I had mentioned last time that, uh, and I didn't give it full credit, and uh, our buddy Mason pointed out to me that I should have given it full credit. When I said that um, the demons make the people better in a way, when we first meet Brett Spiner's character, it's one of those... You don't hear any voiceovers. You don't see anything. He's just, he's eating dinner, very nice dinner at a table, uh, all by himself. Gets up from dinner, cleans his plate, goes into this locked room, and there's a small boy there, maybe eight, nine, ten years old, in nothing but a pair of tidy whities that have brown stains on them and yellow stains on them. And he's chained up in there, very scrawny, emaciated, and you know that Brent Spiner is going to have his way with him. Now, yeah, creepy as a mother. So then later on, we get to see that when the demon inhabits him, and remember, he told the outcast here, told Kyle that, you know, the first few days are very disorienting for them. They're not sure what's going on, and so they tend to lash out in anger. Well, when he first inhabits Brent Spiner's character, one of the first things that he does is goes in and releases the boy, unlocks him, says, go home to your mother. And that's that. So it's kind of meant to be... Wait, wait. The demon releases? Yes. 
That's what made it so messed up. Is yeah, that it's messed up? Yeah, the demon's not as bad as the actual human. Exactly. Dang. Which is the point that they that he's been trying to make, and then in the next to the last episode, and in that episode. You know, they have the guy who talks about his wife, and he's like, I know she's possessed by something, but it's made her a better person. She's more focused. She's more attentive. She has energy. She's a good person as a result. So it's kind of casting a whole question of things. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. That's twist. But the next to the last episode was a good episode. It was kind of fillerish, you know. You had people dealing with people, and it's a lot of character building. But the ending, I, I don't even want to ruin it for people that watch it, but the ending of that episode, the last, like, 20 minutes, not 20 minutes, I'm sorry, like, five minutes were just mind-blowing. They they really shook me, and it made me not... I couldn't wait until the last episode, which I have also watched, and it was just awesome. It was great. It dealt with a fresh possession uh, by a demon, and I'm calling them demons again. He, I don't know that they are. Cause well, it's that supernatural story evolves around demonic possession, so... Yep. Yeah. yeah, Kyle actually talked to Brent Spiner in the last one and said, you know, well, where are you from? And he says, we can't stay there anymore. Those of us that come here are here because we can't stand being there anymore. We have to escape, and this is the only place that we can come to. So demons are possessing the bodies of kind of truly evil people, but making them better? No. Demons are possessing the bodies of people in general. Okay. Um, It's not that they're necessarily evil. It seems to be... uh, Okay, just anybody. Yeah, yeah. They do seem to be around Kyle. And all of them seem to recognize him. All of them call him outcast when they see him. And all of them try to suck something out of him. Every time he encounters one of these demons, they pin him down and they open his mouth and something comes out that they're trying to suck out. It's really interesting. I'm telling you, if you want a good supernatural thing, it's slow to start, but by the time... And then this last episode, this little light of mine was just great. And it ended on a complete cliffhanger that opens it up for the second season, which, of course, it's Robert Kirkman, so he's going to get a second season because everybody loves him. Yeah. Big, strong suggestion if it comes to Netflix or, you know, if you have HBO. Usually, HBO Go comes with Cinemax Go, I think. I could be wrong there, but... No, well, I don't know. I don't have the Cinemax side of things. Oh. I have HBO Go, but I don't even think there's a Cinemax Go app. So maybe it works in the on-demand world that way, but on the Roku app side, the only app they have are Showtime and HBO. Are you sure? Because I know for a while there on my iPad, I had a Max Go app. Yeah, but I don't think they make a, a Roku version as well. Oh, it that's is. too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would love to watch it. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So did you watch anything else that was noteworthy? No TV shows, but I did watch a couple movies. Okay. Uh, I took the kids to the movies yesterday. You may have seen my, my Facebook post about it. But we went and saw The Secret Life of Pets. Yes, I couldn't make it to that one, but... I am going to rate that a meh. Okay. Um, I fell asleep at the movie theater watching. But... I the, dozed off. Uh, n- we can't say that that's the movie because I've seen you fall asleep during great movies. 
Well, yes, but that's back when I had my sleeping issue. But I, I've gotten it corrected with my sleep apnea. Gotcha. And, like, it was that boring. Like, okay. Like, it was just, I just, it, basically what the premise is, it's a house pet named Max, and it's what the pets do when their parents, when their when their owners are gone. Mm-hmm. That's the premise it leads you to believe. But basically what it is is uh, this guy and his owner, Katie, they're, he loves her to death, and they're a great team. And then Katie brings home another dog one day named Duke, and Duke basically starts out being kind of a D-bag to Max, and then Max is a D-bag to Duke. And then when they're both being walked one day by someone, this all takes place in New York City. Um, Duke tries to get rid of Max, but in in the uh, and in doing so, they both get themselves uh, attacked by a big uh, ravenous group of cats who steal their collars. And then now the New York dog pound dog dog chasers are after them. And then there's all these other underlying stories with the other pets in the house in the apartment complex who are trying to find Max. And then this ragtag group of pets that they call themselves the Flushaways because they've been deserted by their owners and they live in the sewers. And it's just kind of really tragic. Yeah. It's just really kind of screwed up. And, um, ultimately what happens, of course, it's a buddy flick between Max and Duke who initially hate each other and by the end love each other and they all end up happily ever after. Okay. And I just like you, I, you and I have both seen and I've taken the kids and seen a lot of, you know, Disney movies, or I think this was an Illumination movie. The guys that make Despicable Me and the uh, Minions. Yeah, it definitely yep. was. Cause there was a there was a Minion short that was on before, and that was excellent. Um, but I don't know. I just didn't care for the movie itself. We were leaving, and my daughter was like, oh, "I loved it. It was so great." I looked at my son, who was kind of like didn't seem impressed. And I go like, "What did you think?" He just was like, "Eh, I didn't like it at all." So. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was very good. I would never watch it again in my life if I have to. Really? That much, huh? Yeah, I, I have no urge to ever watch this ever in my life again. And when Wesley's older and is ready to watch something like that, I, I'll, I'll never watch that. Yeah. So, I just... Yeah. Interesting. I'm not saying I hated it. But... Anything like that. I nothinged it. And I just... Whatever. Interesting. It's yeah. been a while since I've heard you uh, talk that way about a movie, especially a kid's movie. Yeah, I just didn't. I was just like, eh, whatever. Did you catch any movies this week? Uh, I actually did not. I, really? I'm looking at my notes, and I didn't catch any movies. It was mostly TV shows. Okay. Um, we'll go with another TV. I got one more movie to talk about, but go ahead with another show. Because um, after that, I got basically just notes. <laughs> Okay, I've got two more show, three more shows to talk about. All right, go ahead. But one of them is very quick, and that's Vice Principals. I wrote it off last week, said that I was just about done. Uh, Aaron Bell yeah. had agreed with me on that yes, from yes, Twitter. Uh, this week's episode was a little better. Uh, we got some backstory on the new principal. Uh, we got to see her dealing with the aftermath of the fire in her house and dealing with her two sons who are just jerks. They're just punks. Um, she actually accused them of burning down her house. And it was more watching her trying to deal with this stuff, trying to acclimate. It, it was not a bad episode. It was better than last week's by far, but I'm still not convinced that I'm going to care about this show. So that's that. Still a big nothing from you, huh? Yeah, still a big nothing from me. Um, 
But based on suggestions from the same person, I watched the first episode of The Night Of on HBO. Yes, I actually do want to see that. I have... I do have HBO Go, and I was going to start it last week, it was, but it was already late at night, and it was like, it's like the first episode's an hour, 17 minutes. Yeah, and, and it takes like, up all that time. It's like, I'm not going to be able to watch that. But anyways, the, yeah. I will say this. There were, last I checked, there were five episodes out so far. I've watched the first one. The word I would use to describe this episode would be tense. Not intense, yeah. because intense is more like, you know, a bomb's going off and there's high action. This was more tension. Um, the whole first half hour or so, I almost wrote it off. It was so generic and boring. It almost looked like a documentary kind of thing. You know, you got the kid who you don't understand what's going on. Oh, he's loyal Muslim kid with the mother and father and brother that all love him and they all eat dinner together and he wants to go to a party and he quote unquote borrows his father's taxi to go do that and then you know he can't figure out how to turn off the off duty light so people keep getting in and he keeps telling them to get out and it it ramps up around the half hour mark uh, but, yep. but from that point on it's just plain Tense. There's not a lot of dialogue, and the dialogue is very realistic. Um, you don't see that a lot these days in shows. You know, it's a lot of scripted one-liners or, you know, speeches that you're like, oh, that's a great speech, but no person in their right mind would ever give that speech while standing at the breakfast counter. Um, this has very realistic dialogue, you know, getting pulled over by two cops, and the dialogue sounded like something that you would hear when you were pulled over. Yeah. Um, you know... Almost to the point of being ad-libbed, but just very, like, tense. You, I, I felt myself, like, leaning forward in my seat and watching it, wondering what was going to happen next, wondering about this, wondering about that. Um, I really enjoyed it. By the end, I really enjoyed it. Uh, awesome. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. I don't know that it's the type of thing that I ever would have sought out without a recommendation, so thank you for that, Aaron. Uh, but... I'm interested to see where it goes from here because the whole first episode almost felt like it was a mini movie. I felt like we were going to get to the end of the episode and it was going to turn out that the next episode was a completely different vignette with different people doing different things because it really came close to feeling like they did a whole run in one episode. So, yeah. Sweet. I, I look forward to checking that out. Uh, the only other show before I get into news as well is, can you guess? Can you guess what I'm going to sit here and bump up this week? Uh, Mr. Robot? Mr. Robot! Holy God. Um, okay, so Mike, this is going to appeal to your nostalgia factor, hardcore. The episode, the show's on USA. The episode this week was precluded by an old 1980s USA Network bump. And I'm not kidding. They pulled it out of their archive, and it was like, you're watching USA, America's Network. I love those. I love those old TV bumps. It was so... I just... I was like, what? The episode opens with the characters of this show, but it's playing out like a 1980s family comedy. And it ran with this gag for, I'd say, 20 minutes of the episode. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No, no, no. 
I mean, they ran with the gag. Okay. If you watch any Mr. Robot, or if you've seen any promotional materials, you see that they use a mask. F Society uses a mask that kind of looks like the Monopoly Man. Yeah. And uh, they revealed in this season that the mask is from a made-up movie. Slasher from movie. Up all night. Yes. During the commercials for this during this episode, first off, they ran a 1980s Bud Light ad with the dogs jumping through the flaming hoop because the guy said, give me a light. And so it lit up the flaming hoop and the dogs jumped through. And then they ran a tonight on USA up all night. And it was the old grainy. (laughs) And they showed the promo for that movie. That's awesome. I mean, they literally ran with this. I, I wanted to applaud Sam Esmol just for his dedication to a running gag. And <laughs> I just, from there on out, the rest of the episode, like after the after they were doing the retro part, yeah. the rest of the episode felt kind of fillerish. Um, it definitely progressed the story a bit, but yeah, it was slower. That intro, though, sold me on this episode. I was like, this is one of my favorite episodes ever just because of that intro. The fact that they took the time to get all those pieces into place and do the old station bump, and I loved it. This show, I'm telling you. Well, I do have the first season, and I want to watch it, and I'll definitely get caught up with the second season. It's just one of those... So much going on, having that time, and then I was just on my tens, and now I got stupid overtime, but... I should be able to sit down and binge watch them pretty soon. I look forward to uh, your yeah, enjoyment I, of that. I, I look forward to talking to you about that. So, yeah, Literally, my first note for that show for this episode was, all capitals, holy F that opening. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Um, so I watched Precious Cargo. I don't know that I recognize that. Okay. It's the one with Mark Paul Gossler and uh, Bruce Willis. It's like uh, I thought. I thought you had seen the trailer because we talked about it a few episodes ago. Hmm, maybe I essentially, did. Essentially, what it is is Mark Paul Gossler is like the lead good guy, I guess, and and Bruce Willis is the lead bad guy. And essentially, there's a it involves a heist, and then uh, a girl, and then uh, being forced to do a bigger heist because of a girl. And underhanded tactics and double cross and whatnot. And it was really good. You should watch the trailer again. So I'm watching the movie, and basically this is what it is to me. It really felt like a TV movie of the week type thing. You know what I mean? I gotcha. The the look of it, the feel of it, it really seemed like it was like, you know, like a syndicated movie of the week type of thing or whatever. And maybe it's because it starred Mark Paul Gossler. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, but uh, I really liked it. It didn't deter from me. The only difference was is there was lots of F words in it and a lot of people getting shot in the head. So that's how you could tell it definitely wasn't a movie of the week. <laughs> they um, weren't bleeped out and blurred out. Exactly, yeah. But it was a really good movie. I actually really liked it quite a bit. I liked it a lot. So I would definitely would recommend if anyone gets a chance to watch it, go ahead and watch it. You can find it on Amazon on demand. I think you can rent it for like four ninety nine. So I might even be able to buy it for four ninety nine. <laughs> you know, Bruce Willis is the main bad guy, but he doesn't spend a whole lot of time in the flick because Bruce Willis is getting to that point in his career where he's basically he, he he's uh, name value, right? And so he's not in the movie much otherwise. Um, but you but know, I mean, 
He is in the movie quite a bit, actually, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, we can't say that because, you know, Morgan Freeman, when he shows up in a movie, you'd say that he's just name value, but he plays a pretty hefty role when he comes on. I think Bruce Willis is just becoming a pretty boy. Um, But uh, one of my favorite parts, there's this, there's this, uh, there's a, uh, wow, I can't even talk. There's a B action actor, martial arts actor named, I think it's Daniel Bernhardt. And he was like in the kickbox movies after Van Damme left the series. And he basically, he always does the B version of the A martial arts movie, basically. And um, I've always enjoyed him because of it. You know, he's in this flick and he's a, he does a really good job in this flick. And, um, there's a uh, former wrestler named Tori Wilson who has like a cameo in the flick where basically I think her character's name is Bikini Girl. <laughs> okay. And essentially what it is is he walks up and he asks where the boss is and there's this group of girls sitting around the pool and they're like, oh, we don't know. And they're being lippy with him. So he looks at Tori Wilson's character and excuse me, but he goes, hey, dick breath, come here. <laughs> oh, nice. And then he down talks to her and then she's like, he's out back or whatever, but I don't know. Well, I would definitely eat a blackberry pie, honey. We got enough berries there. Uh, her dad just showed up with a big bucket of fresh-picked blackberries, so. Okay. Yeah. Hey, ooh, blackberry jam. I wish you knew how to make that. Sorry. I know. I'm recording a TV podcast. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the movie. Definitely should check it out. Um, Mark, Paul Go- Mark Paul Gossler was great in it. Uh, who else is in it? Uh, the girl that plays the um, T.S.'s. I can't think of her name. She's on Mallrats. Not Mall. Yeah, she's in Mallrats. She's the lead girl on Mallrats. Uh, Claire Falani, or yes, Claire okay. Falani. She's in it as well. She's the uh, the main girl character in the movie. Really? Yep. And she doesn't have that weird accent like she does in Mallrats going on. Well, that's good. Uh, you mean her natural accent? <laughs> well, okay. That I don't. But even her her natural accent, I always thought was odd. Okay. Like I couldn't tell what nationality it was or was supposed to be. And then like um and other stuff I've seen her in, I haven't heard her talk that way. Like in this, she doesn't sound that way. So I don't know if that is her natural accent from Mall Rats or if she was trying to do a voice and just that's what came out. I, I don't know. I don't know. But either way, she's in this flick as well. Gotcha. Um but yeah, so I got some news. I got a bunch of news I want to talk about. Okay. I watched a bunch of trailers. I got some little news tidbits. All right. I don't. I, I don't know where to start. I guess. I, you know where I want to start. I want to start with Star Trek Discovery. Okay. Do you have anything on that, or is this all going to be me? Nope. Go for it. So apparently, it's going to be basically it's going to be a serialized story told over thirteen episodes, much like a novel, and um, the it's going to have a female lead character. But unlike the other six series, it is not going to be from the point of view of the captain. Oh? Yeah, it's going to be from the point of view of a secondary character, and you'll definitely see the captain in it, but they're just trying they're trying to get a different perspective on it. Okay. And, um, but this is one who does have a dynamic relationship with the captain, apparently, um, and other with subordinates. I don't know. It looks it's going to be good. It's going to be good. They say there's going to be robots in it. Uh, it's going to take place in the Prime Universe, which is the timeline of the original shows, not the reboot films. Okay. And finally, I have read where the, how it's going to fall in place chronologically. It's going to happen 
10 years before Captain Kirk's five-year mission. So it takes place 10 years before the original series. Okay. That makes sense. So it's going to be after Enterprise, but 10 years before the original series. So, yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is one of the notes here. So since we're doing this series in 2016 and all the other series have been produced – uh, it at a time at a different time. It uh, that isn't as sophisticated as we are now with what we can do production-wise. They're going to be reestablishing an entire look for the series, not only for the series before they accomplish for Star Trek beyond the series. So it's going to be a different look than all the other shows because you know the original series in the '60s, Next Generation '90s, late '80s, early '90s. You know what I mean? The right same thing with Deep Space Nine and Voyager and everything. Right, and then like Enterprise, they made look like older. They're gonna not gonna do that on this one, apparently. Okay. Um, like I said, thirteen episodes, mm-hmm. and we know the timeline. We know where that's gonna take place. Um, but it's gonna be on CBS on demand, right? It's gonna, the first episode is gonna air on CBS on the actual like whatever your CBS carrier is, and then after that, it, it's gonna air on the CBS on demand channel, and then I think next summer they'll air it on the regular CBS. Gotcha. They're really trying to get, you know, people to pick up their app. And I get that, but it's still, I don't know. Can you get that on your Roku? I can. Okay. So that's an option at least. Yes. Oh, no, I'm doing it. No doubt. I'm, I'm going to get it. No, I meant like sometimes you'll see that they have apps like that, but like with Cinemax, you know, it's not available on major players. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The CBS app on demand, I, you can get it on your phone, Apple, Android device, tablets, Roku, Box, Smart TV, whatever. I know that one's a pretty universal app like the Netflix app is. And that one costs, what, like 4 bucks a month? Uh, I think CBS is four ninety nine a month. Yeah. Yeah, which isn't bad. No, nope. really. and I know that Hulu, if I'm not mistaken, has an option where like you can pay an extra fee on top of your normal fees to get CBS on Hulu. Oh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah. I know you can for like – the way Hulu has it, it's seven ninety nine a month, and you can pay an extra. I think it's an extra four dollars a month to get commercial free Hulu now, which is so worth it. Let me tell you. Nah, I'll stick with my seven ninety nine and watch my thirty second commercials. And then I think you can pay an additional fee, and I don't know how much it is, but it's not much, and get Showtime. Yeah, uh, Showtime as well. Showtime's expanding out like that. Showtime and Stars are both on Amazon Prime now. That same way, you know, you can pay like eight bucks a month and get a subscription to either one. Yeah, oh, but Showtime you can still do by yourself. I think Showtime on its own is fourteen ninety nine a month or something like that. It, it was actually I thought it was pretty high. Yeah, that is pretty high. But if you package it in with Hulu or with Amazon Prime, it's yeah. not bad. When you pa- yeah, exactly. When you add on those other things. Um, it makes it less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's actually I think I want to say it's less than 14.99 a month for um if you get, if you add Showtime onto your Hulu. Probably. Unless you're like me and you do the no commercial option. Which oh, is totally you do worth do it. Oh, oh, here yeah. we go. Yeah, let's see here. All right, I have the Hulu plan limited commercial 7.99 a month. A premium add-on is Showtime. Let's see here. Manage premium. Yeah, eight ninety nine more a month for Showtime. So it's a couple dollars more than just Showtime on its own 
I don't have a need to want to add Showtime, but I don't see anything here about CBS. Weird. I remember yeah. when I was setting it up, they had some kind of an option on there. Maybe CBS uh, took that away. You know how things change and come oh, and go. Because they're, they're launching their own app and everything. Right. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Or maybe it's something they're going to be introducing. Uh, that could be it as well. I'll have to do some research on that. And, well, Hulu used to be called Hulu Plus, and now it's just straight up Hulu as well. Well, yeah, because you had Hulu that you could watch certain things on for free, and then you had Hulu yeah. Plus, which was all the subscription stuff, and then they just merged them. Yeah. Oh, here we go. CBS All Access is five ninety a month, five ninety nine a month after a seven-day free trial, and brings the following to subscribers on the Roku platform. Full current seasons of 16 primetime episodes with many available, blah, blah, blah. So... Six yeah. bucks a month doesn't sound like a lot, but when it's only one network, that, that's, that's kind of a lot. Only getting CBS shows, yeah. so it does add up. I mean, like right now, I have Hulu seven ninety nine, Netflix, which in May was supposed to go to nine ninety nine, but I'm still only paying seven ninety nine for it. I'm not complaining. And then WWE Network at nine ninety nine, it does add up. Yes, it, it does. Up. But my rabbit ear antenna now, yes, my old rabbit ears has a broken tip on one end. I now get Fox, CBS, uh, PBS, and NBC, my rabbit ears, where I live now, where so since I moved. Would you say that one of your rabbit ears has been circumcised? Yeah, probably. Probably it has, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the very, took, at the very least. Took the yep. tip right off the end. Yeah, 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 been detipped. Um, but anyways, going back to Star Trek... It says here that we're going to have a broader spectrum to explore uh, issues, but it's still Star Trek. It'll probably be slightly more graphic. Uh, we discuss language every day. Is it appropriate for someone to see a bridge blow up and say, oh, shit, I imagine we're going to shoot some scenes a couple ways to see what feels more authentic in the editing room. I think that Star Trek was always the vision of a utopian yeah. kind of world. But at the yes. same time, yeah, I don't yeah. know that we would ever grow beyond those gut reactions. And apparently, uh, they're already looking at season two. Well, that's good. Yeah, it says here, there's so much more about the history that once we get through this first season, establish our own Star Trek universe with the crew, that we're going to be re-imaging a lot of the Star Trek elements. We'll be looking in the second season to open up more familiar characters and how they can feed into the show. Um, and then first and foremost, I really want to convince you and establish the greatness of these new characters that they're going to be introduced. And then there was one other thing I was going to bring up. Yes, I'm just reading this press release, basically. Um, but the other thing I wanted to bring up was they talked about what the show's going to be about. And what it is is the event that's going to – the premise of the show is an event that has been referenced in the original show, but we've never seen. And it's it's not going to be the Romulan War. It's not going to be Section 31 or Kirk taking the Kobayashi Maru test. It's only been referenced and they've never seen it. And that's what this show is going to be about, but they won't say what that is. So, uh, it's probably, my first guess would be that it'll be, and I can't remember the name of it, but the war that, uh, Khan was in. That wasn't the Romulan War? I don't think that it was. If, if Meringue was here right now, he would just fire that right off. Right, us. right. And then he'd tell us which episodes it was in and, like, all the backstory and everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. No, what? it wasn't the Clone Wars, but 
there was some kind of a war that they involved those genetic super soldiers. The eugen- the eugenics war. There you go, eugenics. Yeah, eugenics. That war. would be my guess. Yep. Hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Oh, Anyways, really? it doesn't matter. I'm excited about it. It's new Star Trek. Uh, I'm a big fan of Star Trek. I still watch the uh, the Star Trek Continues episodes. I don't think I've ever talked about those or what they're about. Um, but Star Trek uh, Continues is basically a group of um, fans. And they've essentially taken where um, – they've picked up right where Star Trek left off and the original series. And they can – it's a web series and all, all seven – there's seven episodes right now or there's six episodes, the seventh one coming out soon. And you can download them all. Um, the guy that's playing Scotty on the show, on this Star Trek Continues, is actually Scotty's son in real life, the actor that played Scotty. Well, that's cool. So that's that's kind of neat. But it, they, like, built the old sets. They're using the old costumes, the old, like – Everything is is done in the classic way of the Star Trek series, and um, I've seen the first four episodes, and they're they're really good. How long are they? They're about forty four minutes. Well, that's not bad. And you can go right on StarTrekContinues.com and download them for free, and they do a fantastic job with them. I mean, the acting is is just as good as the original series, and uh, <laughs> that's not um, saying a lot. Right, exactly. But like, you know, they didn't, they, they just do a great job with it. They do a really good job with it, you know, continuing, um, the series. Like, the first episode, it, Apollo returns to wreak havoc on Kirk and the Enterprise in the first episode. And the actor that plays Apollo in this played Apollo in the original series. And they just explained why he was older now by, you know, they, they explained it. So it made sense. And then the second episode, um, is a survivor from a distressed Tellarite vessel pulls Captain Kirk and his crew into a moral quandary over her sovereignty. Third episode is in the mirror universe, Spock faces a choice that determines the future of the uh, Terran Empire. And uh, see here, fifth episode, thir- fourth episode, Captain Kirk finds himself haunted by guilt from his past as the fate of an alien world hangs in the balance. And those are all four. I think they're all great episodes. And I'm actually excited to see. I have two more to watch. So. Excellent. Star Trek uh, is always good. Yeah, Star Trek is always good. But yeah, episode seven uh, comes out soon, apparently. I think, um, what was it? When we went to New York, uh, Rhode Island Comic Con a couple of years ago, the actor that plays Kirk, he uh, he was there doing an appearance, actually, which I thought was funny because William Shatner was also there doing an appearance. And I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that's when I showed, I think Moran watched those first two episodes, so. Because I had them on my my laptop when we were down there. Anyhow, so yeah, that's that. Awesome. Star Trek. Very I'm much all looking forward. About Star Trek. So what do you got? Uh, don't know if you caught this or not, but uh, Criminal Minds just lost another actor. Um. Yeah, I read that. Uh, I just read the headline saying that, that he was fired. Yeah. Apparently, he's had some anger issues in the past. Uh he would get into scuffles with some of the writers and producers. You know, he shoved a guy one time uh, over creative differences and they made him go to anger management. And now this time he kicked a guy in the shins. 
because he was too angry at him. So they uh, suspended him. I guess they were like halfway through shooting the episodes for this season, and they suspended him, and he was supposed to come back and do the rest of the episodes and direct one of them, and they just up and fired him. So wow. No, so no Hotch and no Morgan next season. Well, we'll have we'll have Hotch the first half of the season, I guess. Right. Right, but, but I'm I wonder wondering how they can explain him exiting the show. Exactly, you know, especially if he's there for like half the season or something. Um, Paget Brewster is coming back. Um, I but guess that'll be good. Grandfathered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like drunk grandfathered. I liked I liked the show. I thought it was great. So, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting that you know you don't often hear about stars getting just outright fired. No, you don't. So that was interesting. Um, the uh, switching from Star Trek for a second. How about that new Rogue One trailer? Oh man! Ah, oh, my note for that is just squee. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm so excited about that. That looks amazingly awesome. The, it. It, there's so much more added to this one, but it really, oh. like, one of the headlines that I saw said, it's Star Wars meets D-Day. And I kind of see that, because it was a lot of war, you know? Yes. Guys in trenches, guys fighting AT-ATs, a lot of carnage. Well, I mean, it's it's Star Wars, and yep. so, you know, definitely definitely more, like, um, frontline trench warfare going on in this trailer. Yeah. And then the little cameo at the end, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring in some Vader. Yes. No, I'm excited about this. Like, I don't know why I'm I'm very excited about this. Sorry, go ahead. You're excited because it, like, everything that we've gotten for Star Wars has been mixed up until this point. You know, we had the prequels, which were like, uh, gross. Uh, you had episode eight. Or episode seven, which was really good, but none of it was really the Star Wars that we grew up on. You yeah. know, the episode seven came the closest to feeling that way, but this actually takes place before the stuff that we had when we were growing up. It's back in that time period. Yes. You know, yep. It's like Stranger Things was awesome, but if you showed me an entire cast revival of the Goonies, you know, all grown up. I'd be more interested in that than Stranger Things because I recognize these characters. I want to see what they've been up to. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, but, but see, the thing is, though, is like with this Rogue One, we're not really seeing all that many characters, I guess. No, but we're seeing the universe. We're seeing yes. what happened yes, leading up to. Universe. Yes. No, no, that's very true. I don't know. I'm excited about it. It looks like an amazing flick. It really does. Forrest Whitaker looks like, you know, it, he looks like a Mandalorian that has wise old tales to tell. Yeah. You got the blind guy who's obviously well trained in the force back before Vader and the Emperor wiped them all out. Uh yeah. Yeah, that guy's pretty awesome. Nah, it just it looks like a great flick. Yep. I'm very, very excited about that. Now, that kind of made my week. I had more of the things I remember when I was reading about the um the cast of the movie. Yep. And uh um yeah, one of the things about the cast of the movie that I had originally read was that Alan Tudyk was in it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's like playing like a pilot. <laughs> Excellent. We, but we haven't seen him in the movie. Like we haven't seen him in any of the previews or anything. And I, I the two previews they showed, I keep looking for him. Well, the last time he played a pilot, it turned out so well for him. Oh wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I'm looking. I'm no Alan Tudyk is playing 
K2SO, a rebel-owned and pro- reprogrammed Imperial Enforcer droid. He's probably that really tall droid, though. Ah, I knew I liked him for some reason. There you go. There you go. Huh. But anyways, uh, what I think, what I'm very excited about is that Donnie Yang is in it. And that's that uh, that guy you're talking about, the blind. Yes. Guy who's really connected to the Force. And... um yeah, it's I, I'm a big fan of his. He is an amazing martial artist. He's really great in uh, this series called IP Man, which is based on a, an actual like Chinese folk hero. I've heard and those are done, really good. They've, yeah, they've done three flicks. I've seen all three of them, and they are awesome. And I've seen some other stuff. He's really great. So when I saw that he was going to be in this movie, and then I've seen his character, I'm just like, oh, he's perfect for that. That is so. Like that is another thing that makes me excited about it because knowing how perfect of an actor he is for the character that he's going to be portraying, it, it just makes it even better. The fanboy in me is wondering, in the expanded universe, which I know they've kind of pushed to the side, but they've let certain parts of it slip through, like they just announced that uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to be part of the official canon again. Um, yeah. But in the expanded universe, there was a race of beings called the Miraluka, and the yes. Miraluka were all blind from birth. Yeah, but they saw through the force. So the inner fanboy in yep. me saw him and went, "Oh my god, are they going to be introducing the Mirror Luca in this movie, or is this just going to be he's a blind guy but he sees through the force?" That'll be interesting to see if they go with him. I mean, there's nothing linking him to it, like in his description or anything like that. But you know, still plenty of time before the movie comes out. Right? Not really, I guess. <laughs> for months. God, is it that soon? Yeah. Cannon just said that the other day. He's like, Dad, guess what? New Star Wars movie in three months. And I was like, yep, you're right. Wait, son. I thought it was December. I know, but if it's already August, so September, October, oh yeah, four months. He did say four months. I'm sorry. Okay. Four months, yeah. Because I was like, nah, it's further away than that. And then I'm like, September, oh no, it is four months. So Now, speaking yeah. of which, they've been talking a lot about with you know that trailer coming out, they were talking about the young Han Solo movie. Yes. Did you see that right now the front runner for Young Lando is Donald Glover? Really? Yep. I think that would work. I think it would as well. Um, I most of my experience with Donald Glover has been uh, community and listening to some of his stand up, which can get very edgy. But yep. I guess he's multi talented, has done a lot of different things, and uh, I think he's got the look. He could pull it off. Yeah, I I could buy that 100%. He's already got a role uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming that we don't know about yet, but he's been cast for a role. Well, he was pushing to play Miles Morales. Which would be very weird. I think I've talked about this before. It would be very weird because Miles Morales was always the young kid to Peter Parker's adult. You know, he always idolized Spider-Man and wanted to be Spider-Man and then became Spider-Man when Peter, you know, was out of the picture. So it would be very weird to see Donald Glover as Miles Morales, the older guy, to Peter Parker, the, you know, tween. I agree, but you never know what they could do. It's a Marvel flick, but it's still a Sony flick. That's true. Well, actually, it's Sony in name only. They took their hands off the creative reins and Marvel's doing all of it. Yeah, but Sony still gets all the money for it. <laughs> I remember reading it. that deal online. Yeah, Sony some Sony still benefits monetarily greater than Marvel does. Totally worth it. Yeah, especially if they do it, quote unquote, do it right. Well, seeing how we're talking about uh, movie trailers, and you brought up Spider Man, and, and that makes me think of Andrew Garfield. I saw a trailer last night for a new movie he's going to be in called Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. 
And it's the true story of Desmond Doss. And that's who Andrew Garfield's playing. And he fought in World War II. Fought's not a good word. He was a conscientious, conscientious, con, conscientious, I can't say the word apparently. Conscientious objector. Objector. Thank you. Um, yeah, he refused to fight, but he agreed to go into war. And they were going to, they make cart martial on it. I mean, on and on and on. And basically what it is, is he went into war. He ends up in this battle and it's, that's where the hacksaw ridge comes in. And, um, he received the, uh, medal of honor for rescuing 75 men. Huh. Guess you could do an awful lot when you're not fighting. Yeah. During this battle, he rescued 75 men. And received the Medal of Honor for. And actually, he just passed away in 2006. And, uh, the trailer looks pretty amazing. Um, it looks like a really good flick. You should definitely go check it out. I'll share it on the page here, uh, as well. But it was really, really, really good. I was actually watching a different trailer and that one came on after it. And I was like, oh, all right, I'll check this out. And I was like, ooh, this looks better than the other one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it takes place during World War II, like I said, and he saved over 75 soldiers. He was awarded the Medal of Honor. And of course, I'm looking it up on, um, and he survived through the whole war the whole time he was there. And I was looking it up on, um, Wikipedia or whatever. And there was two other men that also received the Medal of Honor for bravery or whatever. And they were conscientious objectors yeah, so at that time, but they were during the Vietnam War and they're both killed within a few months of being in the war. And so they were awarded them uh, posthumously. Let's see another word I can't say. Posthumously, they were awarded them after they were dead, John. <laughs> so, Posthumous. After they were dead, but anyways, Heart, Hacksaw Ridge looks really, really good. Uh, the trailer I was watching prior to that is the uh, Dunkirk. Have you seen that one, the new Christopher Nolan flick? Uh, yeah, I saw the teaser. I don't know that I'd call it a trailer. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that actually kind of looks pretty good as well. See, my thought was the entire trailer seemed to be building it up based on Christopher Nolan's record. Like they were like, you know, here's the guy who yes. brought you this, 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 this. Yes. Here's a bunch of guys standing in a boat who all look up in the sky and something is about to crash. Go right. watch our movie. Yeah. But, and you're right. That is what they did. But I looked up what Dunkirk was about. And again, it's inspired by. True events, and it's uh, Dunkirk, France, and it's about the evacuation of Allied soldiers from France in World War II gotcha. against the German force. And um, with based on the time frame, based on the story, and then based on it's Christopher Nolan, I want to see it. So the trailer did its job. <laughs> see, I'm not a big war movie fan, so it, yeah, knowing I that it's am. just a war movie, it doesn't really do much for me, but I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah, no, fair enough. So, and then, um, I watched another trailer after that, uh, The Accountant. Have you seen that trailer? Uh, is that the one with Ben Affleck? It is. Yeah, I've seen that one a couple of times. So, honestly, I, I, I don't know how to explain what it is, really. Um, it looks decent. Um, just go watch the trailer. I'll just say that. Make it, go watch the trailer. Yeah, it's Ben Affleck like you've seen him before. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I like to think of it as it's Ben Affleck, uh, if he had, if he had taken over the role, the main character in Goodwill Hunting, like a few years later. Okay, that's funny. 
And I did finally see that trailer for The Wall and with Matt Damon, and I'm I'm with you on what you said. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, yeah. So there's some trailers I watched that I can think of. Um, they've announced a couple of front runners for the roles of Cable and Domino in Deadpool 2. I don't know if you saw this. Right. No, I didn't. I'm not that impressed. Um, okay. The the front runner for Domino, female mercenary assassin, you know, she played a big role in the Deadpool comics, is Mackenzie Davis. Um, she, okay. She was in The Martian. She's most recently been in, uh, she's like the main character in Halt and Catch Fire. The TV I just series. saw her on something on Netflix that she was in. Uh, Freaks of Nature? Sounds like something you'd watch. Might have been that, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then for Cable... They're looking at Kyle Chandler. Oh. Yeah, main guy from Friday Night Lights. Really? Yeah. He doesn't strike me as the cable type. Or, I should say, he doesn't strike me as the type that would do well in a movie that is more parody than, uh, you know, serious, dramatic type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't buy that either. No. So, yeah, so I'm not sure how I feel about that. You know, I'm very excited about this movie, obviously. I want them to treat it right. But I, I don't know. Those wouldn't be my first choices. Hmm. Yeah, no, me neither. But, I don't know, they haven't disappointed us so far. I'll, I'll tell you a preview for a show that surprised me. Because I hadn't seen anything about the show except for the name and the concept, and I had written it off completely. But I saw the trailer, and I went, you know, I'll actually watch that to begin with. All and, right, what's that? And that is the TV version of Lethal Weapon. So, okay, I have now seen two trailers for that. Yep. And I'm still not there like you are. I'm going to watch the first episode. Yes. I want to check it out. I want to see what it's going to be about. But I'm not 100% convinced that it's something I want to invest time in. No, and I think that's what I was going for, is I'm not convinced that this is going to be my new favorite show, but Damon Wayans Jr. has proven to me that, you know, he's got some great chops. Um, yes. And I don't, it's one of those with the guy who plays Riggs, I recognize him, but I don't, like, if you ask me, oh, what's he been in? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah. But I like him. As an actor, so I'm excited about that, I guess. I, I definitely want to see the first episode, whereas before I would have avoided it like the plague. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm definitely going to watch the first episode. I'm going to check it out and see what it, um, see where it goes from there. Um, and I don't know if you heard this or not, but the Friday the 13th TV series has been officially canceled. Yes, yes, I did see that, yeah. yeah it's too bad, but their reasoning was, we had stronger pilots. So, to me, I would rather see them scrap an idea like that than to bring us something subpar that kind of ruins the nostalgia factor for the rest of us. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, with Arrow... Liga, 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 Liga Tomorrow. Legends Jeez, of Tomorrow. Bro. Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Um, Flash, now Supergirl, plus everything else. I mean, they've got a pretty strong lineup on CW. And, yeah. Um, if they're going to do a Friday the 13th series with Freddy Krueger, they really do need to make sure they do it right. And there's no Michael. way I could think of... Michael. With, God. With Jason Voorhees. Thank you. <laughs> they really need to do it right. And You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of uh, Freddy's Nightmares, that TV show they did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they didn't do right. And that's why I was like... They did Freddy's Nightmares. It was garbage. It was an anthology series. The only 
But anyways, that's the only way I can think of they could do a Friday the 13th series and not have Jason Voorhees in it or have him in it be in every episode. I mean, how how long can – you know what I mean? Like if they don't finish the season with them killing him or coming to a conclusion, then how can you have another season? Exactly. Because that's how you end every movie. They kill him. That's how the movie ends. And then he gets brought back to life for the next movie. And right. I don't see how they can do a whole TV series on but that. But it wasn't even going to be about him. It was going to focus on the people of the camp. And I think that's probably where they failed. Was yeah. People were like, who cares about the counselors? Right. We want to see them have sex, do stupid things, get drunk, and then die. And then get killed. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Not die, get killed. Get killed, yeah. So American Horror Story this season. Yeah, I keep seeing weird trailers and previews. They have, for that. These, they have a probably they have. I saw at least a half dozen last night of fifteen second little promos, and you watch it. The show's coming back September fourteenth, which it's always started late October every other year, and always by this time they've told us what the sub story is going to be about. Rather, it's the Carnival or a hotel or you know just some sort of premise to let you know mm-hmm. what it's going to be about. Yep. And in this one, they haven't. But you can kind of figure it out. Well, okay. So what I read online, okay, when as I'm watching those promos I watched, I went exact. I went straight to Hills Have Eyes. That's uh, what I was okay. I was going to go Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but okay. But from what I read online, the one thing that was leaked about that it might be was uh, Roanoke Island. Really? Yes. How do you how do you get that from a farmhouse and a sickle and? I don't know. Weird. But that was one of the things that that was one of the original rumored things that it was the season was going to be about was Roanoke Island. But then with all those weird things that they're showing, and then like, and I think the reason why I went with Hills Have Eyes originally is the most recent promo was some weird armed creature crawling on its hands and knees or whatever up what looked to be like a railroad track or something or an old mine track or something, and it was so dark and everything, just kind of everything else. So these shows, I, I went to Hills Have Eyes, so. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. I haven't. Uh, I've every season I've watched, I haven't been disappointed so far. So I stopped I watching watched, after the second season. I didn't. I watched the first season, which they call Murder House now, and then I watched um, Asylum. That was good. I did not watch the one about the witches. Coven. I watched the carnival one and then I watched hotel and I actually really liked hotel. Huh? So I'm looking forward to the season just because I do enjoy the show, but yeah, I, uh, I've never watched coven. I watched the first episode. Couldn't get into it. Maybe I'll try again, but who knows? Hmm. Also, I think this is the first season that, um, Oh, what's her name is not going to be back on Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be in this season from what I saw. Interesting. I'm sure she'll have a cameo of some kind, maybe. Who knows? Oh, yeah. they got to bring her in, it, even if it's like a picture on the wall. Yeah. Mentioned, referenced somehow. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you got any other news? I do. It's uh, it's kind of a batch of DC TV news that excited I, me. I have a several DC TV <laughs> news to talk about myself. Uh, I see that Miss Martian is coming to Supergirl. I saw that as well. I'm excited about that. Um, I saw that Supergirl and Flash are going to have a four episode music, uh, four episode crossover. It's not just Supergirl and Flash. It's also Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. 
Yes, they're going to have a big four-episode crossover. Yep, and it's going to go in order of the shows. So yep. Supergirl's on Monday, and they say that's going to be like the prequel. Yeah. And then starting with Flash, then Arrow, then Legends, it's going to be a three-night, like, continuing story. Yeah. So that should be cool. That should be cool. And then Supergirl and Flash on their own are going to do a musical crossover. That's going to be awesome. I hope they yep. do it right. I'm sure they will. They've done everything else right. And let's not forget that both Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin each serve time on Glee, so we know they've got the chops. Exactly. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, Kevin Smith is going to be directing episodes of both Flash and Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the episode of Supergirl that he's going to be directing is called, he's, they told him the title and he was talking about it on Hollywood Babylon, and uh, it's going to be called Supergirl Lives. Which apparently choked him up because of the Batman script he wrote 20 years ago, whatever it was, Superman Lives. Hmm. So they're going to call this one Supergirl Lives. So he just thought the, uh, you know, that, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat, I guess. You still okay, there? I get, no, I'm still here. I thought I was gonna. I was waiting for you to go with something. I was gonna say uh, the big news for me was learning about the villain on Flash this season. Okay, yeah. Did you read up on this guy? Nope. Ooh. So the dark speedster that we kind of saw in the preview for season three is yeah. Savitar. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, Savitar's story. I wanted to make sure I got it right, so I backlogged it a little bit. Uh, he was a speedster that came between um, Jay Garrick and The Flash, uh, Wally West slash Barry Allen. Um, he was a Cold War pilot in a third world nation. He was doing testing on a supersonic jet and ended up merging with the Speed Force, you know, entering the Speed Force and getting powers from it. He like he was so against other speedsters that he tried to kill them, tried to trap them. The only way they could stop him was a couple of heroes from back in the day pushed him into the speed force so that he was propelled forward in time. And then they prepared for when he would come out of the speed force and they could stop him. So that could be how they introduce him in this one. You know, it could be that he is, he's been here for a long time, you know, or he's been in the speed force for all this time. And now he pops out and he's ready to wreak revenge, but the world's different. You know, it's not the cold war days anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Savitar, he named himself Savitar, which is based on the Hindu God of motion. Uh, he wasn't just a normal speedster. He could take the speed from other things, effectively slowing them down. Kind of like turtle did. Um, he could also grant speed to things or grant kinetic energy to them. Like, uh, okay. like Gambit, but, you know, he could yep. make things faster or he could, like, touch somebody and it would propel them across the room because he had charged them with kinetic energy. Uh, he actually formed a cult that worshipped him as a god and they did his bidding and they called themselves the Thunderbolt agents. And, uh, in the comics, it took the combined forces of, like, six or seven different speedsters to finally stop him. So I'm this excited. is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. It sounds pretty interesting. It, it sounds like he, like, if they do it right, that they could have a great story behind this guy and they could have a great villain, you know? They could actually have, kind of like with what Damien Dark could have been with his ghosts, you know, if they actually had a cult. Yeah. So they could explain why there are lots of people out there who are causing trouble in this time period because they're cult members. You know, they've been underground until Savitar reemerged. That's cool. 
Staying with the Flash real quick, I don't know yeah. if you've read this or not, but uh, Ezra Miller commented that he'd like to appear on Flash. Yeah, he was talking he, about meeting Barry in the time stream. Yes, exactly, because – and I guess that would be why there's a different Flash in the DC. If they're trying to say the DC movie universe is now in a different universe than the TV one. Right. Uh, he'd like to meet up with him, like in the time stream or something like that. I'm thought that would actually be pretty clever. I could get behind that. I could get behind that as well, as long as they did it right. You know, not just yes. like a clip from the movie that they see on the TV and go, "Oh, I'd never look like that." You know, yeah. if they actually did it right and had him introduced with a small role, small speaking part, I could definitely get behind that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be neat. I I, I could see that. So uh, Arrow. Dolph Lundgren is yeah. here. He's playing this is and they've officially said this will be the last season of flashbacks. Which thank God. Yes. Which if they only did it for one episode, I'd be happy with. Yeah. But that's where Dolph Lundgren's gonna come in. He's gonna be playing some sort of uh, head Russian guy for the uh that that uh, Oliver had joined up with their with his crew. Ivan Drago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please tell me it's Ivan Drago. <laughs> It's, I don't know what the guy, I, I didn't write the guy's name down, but it's definitely not Ivan Drago. Oh, that's too bad. That would be amazing if it was. <laughs> so yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool because it's Dolph Lundgren. Yep. Or Lundgren, however you want to pronounce his name. Um, and then I guess Lance, Lance Henriksen is going to be on League of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh nice, who's he going to play? Uh, you know what? I forgot to write down his character's name as well. <laughs> I could see him as a member of the Legion of Doom somehow. Let's see. I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah. Because he I, definitely I like makes a better villain than a hero. I liked him as uh, Frank Black in, in the uh, Fox. Millennium? Uh, Millennium. I loved Millennium. I thought, wow, he is 76 years old now. I Excellent. I didn't realize that. But anyways, yeah, I really liked him as uh, Frank Black in Millennium. I, that was just phenomenal to me. All right, let's see here. Oh, they don't have him listed on his... He doesn't have it listed here. Okay. So it's more just, like, talk at this point. No, the thing I had read, um... They actually named the character he was going to be, the little news, uh... News here, he was cast as, uh, Obsidian. Huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he's going to play the, uh... Justice Society of America hero, Obsidian. You don't seem too... Well, I don't know. Like, for one thing, I like Lance Hendrickson better as a villain. I agree with you 100% there. He definitely... It's just I think it's his voice and just everything else like that, so... But yeah, I I keep having to remind myself that, you know, the JSA is very different. It's Oh, it's tremendously different. It's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Like the Legion of Doom, I was all over. I'm excited about that. But the JSA, I'm like, ah, oh. you know, even the ones that they like obviously they're going to avoid the big ones like the Superman and the Wonder Woman that, you know, were part yeah. of the JSA. Uh, but <laughs> I would love, though, to see them pull out the old Green Lantern who was weak against wood. That would be great. <laughs> well, so far they've announced Our Man, Vixen, Commander Steel, Stargirl, and now Obsidian. Yeah. So so they're, they're definitely going with the... Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm 
I'm wondering how they're going to make this a whole season thing, because obviously they're putting a lot of effort into these characters. Legends of Tomorrow is all about time travel, so what are they going to do? You know, we've established the JSA, we've established the Legion of Doom, how are they going to fit time travel into that, or are they not, and the Legends are just going to be in one time period helping the JSA? Maybe they'll travel to different iterations of the JSA. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I know that um, I'm reading here that apparently it's it's starting up in October this year, and it's only 13 episodes. That's not a bad thing. But last year didn't start till January. Yep. So it kind of finished up when the other shows finished up. So it's kind of interesting that it's starting out um, earlier, and then they did lose three episodes from last year to this year. So. Well, I think that they have to start with the other shows because of that whole crossover that they're doing. They have to kind of keep them in line. Well, Flashpoint, yeah. I mean, it's Flashpoint. Right, but then the four-episode arc that includes yeah. them. You know, if it was starting up in January, then they'd have to work around all of the other shows to line that up there. Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough there. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess staying on CW for me, the uh, president of the CW, and I just thought this was interesting. Um, in his opinion, the TV show Supernatural, there's no end in sight for that show and what they can do. Apparently, oh, it's not a it's it's not a ratings juggernaut for them, but it pulls in strong enough ratings week after week, season after season, that it's a money maker for them. And so they have new showrunners again this season, uh, Robert Singer and someone else, and the new showrunners. So we'll see a new direction. I thought this interesting. Uh, Lucifer has found himself a new vessel, and he's going to be portrayed by uh, by Pop. Or classic rock star, however you want to say it, uh, Rick Springfield. Really? Yes. Is he going to portray? Is you know? I remember watching him on on General Hospital back in the day, and uh, because my mom watched General Hospital, he wasn't bad, wasn't terrible. Uh, Holy God! Come on. I know Leah is going to be awful excited about Supernatural, no end in sight, and you know the uh, the brothers there. I know they're not brothers in real life. But anyways, Padalecki and uh, Ackles there, they seem uh, they seem on board with wanting to do the show as long as they can, apparently, according to this uh, president. The president of the CW said that this show will outlast his reign as presidency. Well, if he so, keeps up with an attitude like that, then yes. <laughs> I thought I, – that's exactly how I thought you'd appreciate this news. Wow. I <laughs> Words are literally escaping me right now. I just don't even know. Uh, yeah. Well, so I'm 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 going to watch it still. Have fun gonna, with that. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm curious where this season's going to go, but I guess we'll see. And um I don't have much more. I got three more items. Go for it cuz I think I'm all done. Okay, uh, apparently there's going to be no Ghostbusters sequel. They're looking at losing 100 million dollars on this. Ouch. Yeah, so I was just reading that any ideas for a sequel have been scrapped. Who knows? Maybe on home video it'll rebound. Um, and I know that they released a, a video game. A small company released a video game that was based after the movie. Like, you know, after the girls came in and cleaned up the town, this group of Ghostbusters. It was a top-down, you know, dual-stick shooter kind. And uh, the day after it released, the company declared bankruptcy. Oh, So Jesus, Ghostbusters is not having a good summer. 
And um, apparently Will Smith and Martin Lawrence made another Bad Boys movie. comes out January 2018. Ooh, I will be first in line to not be at that. Yeah, and uh, exactly. I don't know why I decided to write that down, but I guess because it's I think it's garbage. But, Thank you. I agree. And I wanted to share the garbage of it all. And then the last thing, the little trailer, the little commercial I saw for it looked kind of interesting. Most likely, I'm definitely going to check this out when it starts up this fall. And it's uh, most likely, definitely, yes, honey. It's, I was uh, going to say it, but I let it go. Um, uh, the Exorcist the series. See, I haven't seen anything on that, but I also wrote that one off. Yeah, I actually, I saw a few... Com- yeah, I'm going to try and contact Cathalon about fixing it. Um, anyways, yeah, The Exorcist, the series, I saw a couple commercials for it. I don't know where it fall. I haven't looked anything up online about it. I don't know where it's going to fall timeline, if it's going to be a reboot, remake, or whatever it's going to be. Uh, they're using The Exorcist music um, in the in the commercials. So, But it looks decent, so I'm, de- I'm going to check it out. Okay. Well, maybe if I see a preview, it'll convince me that I... Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, there's really nothing on it online about it as far as what it's going to be other than it's going to be a propulsive, serialized, psychological thriller following two very different men tackling one family's case of horrifying demonic possession and confronting the face of true evil. It's actually a a really nice sentence (laughs) 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 that this guy wrote about it. Um but anyway, so, yeah, I'm going to check it out. Oh, apparently Gina Davis is going to be in it. Wow, she hasn't done anything in a while. I know. And Alan Ruck is going to be, he plays Henry Rance. Uh, Gina Davis plays Angela Rance. So there we go. But uh, no, I'm going to check it out. Okay. I'm check it out. Yeah. So I guess that's that's all I got for this week. I think that's it for me as well. Yeah. All right, then. Well. I guess that's a that's a podcast then. I would say it is. Cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to drop us a line, a note, uh, whatever you'd like to say uh, in regards to uh, what we've talked about, or if you have any suggestions on what you think we should watch or what you like. Um, and if you want to reach out to us on the Twitter, you can find me at SuperstarML. And the show is at What Did You Watch? And John is... The Quantum Geek. Uh, that's G33K. And we also have a Facebook prevalence under What Did You Watch This Week? So check us out there. I'll post throw up the uh, the trailers we spoke about uh, on Twitter or on Facebook or both. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, listening in. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.